a book I read a couple years ago, really profoundly impacted how I would understand the spiritual life, discernment for the, uh, my seminarians in the seminary, and, and really for all of us and how we are really to live our life and experience this, the fullness of it. And the title of the book is Desire by John Eldridge. And one of the things that he says, he kind of asks, you know, the question, because very often we're asking the question, you know, what does the world need? What does the world need from me? And he says it's the wrong question. The question really is, what makes me come alive? Discover what makes me come alive and go do that. That's what the world needs. And so we need to discover what is it that makes us come alive. What drives us? What compels us? Today, we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany. The story of the wise men who had a deep desire in their heart that, that compelled them, that drove them across the deserts, seeking out this king, this newborn king, with a deep desire to give him homage, to give him worship. And I'm sure there are those who said, you're crazy. How do you know you're going to find him? I mean, it's quite literally trying to look for a needle in a haystack, and quite literally, isn't that what happens? That they must have dreamed that when they were going to come and discover this newborn king, that it was going to be maybe in a palace. Surely that when they would lay down their gifts and their bodies in homage and worship, it would be on marble. But they discover him led by the star to the humble manger we have here. And we have the scene of the epiphany here on the church that we see every Sunday. And what's beautiful about this feast day is that it's significant for our parish. It's significant for our diocese as this is the cathedral parish. And it's significant for the whole world. Because I think what the Feast of Epiphany reveals to us, a couple of things. One, God wants to be pursued. God wants us to search for him. But more so is for us to discover that he's placed within us the spiritual GPS to find him. And profoundly, it is in our desires. Now, some of you might be thinking, wow, Father, desire, it's kind of what gets me in trouble. You know, and so that we can kind of maybe be a little bit untrusting of our desires. Desires is something maybe to push down. From the Latin and the French, a little combination of both, the word desire means of the Father. D is of or from, sire to father. Even in Old English, we'd say to sire a child. So we have three fathers with three corresponding desires. We have desires that come from God our Father. These are spiritual desires to 
to pursue him, to seek him, to want to be near to him, to want to worship him, to want to be reconciled with him. Those are spiritual desires that come from God our Father. We have desires that come from our father Adam. These are just natural desires that flow from our very basic natural needs. We have a need and therefore we have a desire to be affirmed, to be blessed, to be included, to be safe, to be understood, for intimacy, and then to be touched appropriately. These are just natural desires that are in us that we get from our father Adam. And then we have desires that come from the father of lies, the evil one, who will always want to pervert and to twist, number one and number two, to pervert and twist spiritual desires and natural desires. But the desires, it's such a, to me, it's such an amazing revelation and epiphany that they are something of a roadmap of where God may be calling us, inviting us to journey. Back in 2010, 10 years ago now, I was coming to that point of the year where it was time for my yearly retreat, and I had this desire in my heart to go to the Holy Land. It would be my second time going. And I, it's like, normally, when I, when I do a retreat, it's got to be near a body of water, a lake, an ocean. Um, that's kind of where my heart, and I pray well. So I look for a retreat center that's there, there. And I had a desire, I want to go to the desert. I'm like, I want to go to the Holy Land. And th there was another desire in my heart. I said, Lord, I also want to go to Egypt. Because the first time I went, I didn't make it to Egypt. So I want to, I really want to go to Israel again. I want to go to Egypt. And I don't want to have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. And so there they are, I guess, three things. You know, and I throw the Hail Mary pass. I said, I don't know. I was like, <sighs> And a week later, I get an email from the tour company I was on before. And they said, we're looking for a, a priest to be a chaplain to go to Israel and Egypt. All expenses paid. And I was like, Lord, it's a sign. You know what I mean? You gave me the desire. You were preparing me for it. And then when it came, I said, this, this is confirmation. And long story short, it, it worked out. And I was able to go. And, and I share that with you because... Um, the Lord gave me a desire, and then you know, there was this confirmation, there were these signs that confirmed that that's what he was calling me to do. The wise men, they had a desire in their heart to seek out this newborn king. And there's something true about that that's universal, that God has planted in all of us to, to desire and to seek to love what is good, what is beautiful, and what is true. And Jesus is the fullness of what is good, what is beautiful, and what is true. And what we experience, sometimes the conflict of those desires, and so we need discernment. Where is this coming from? Is this coming from God, my Father? Is this coming from my Father, Adam? Or is this coming from the Father of lies? 
who's trying to twist and to pervert. But if we have an awareness, we can begin to discern and to sense, you know, Lord, what is it you're inviting me? What journey? What quest? What's my purpose in life? The wise men found theirs. And there's a special, unique calling God has for each of us in this world. It's for us to discover, you know, that he always takes the initiative and he plants these invitations of grace in our hearts, in our desires, and say, Lord, what is it that you want from me? Look in your heart. What is it that you desire? And so it is to be honest with the Lord. So, you know, sometimes, Lord, I get confused in my desires and I follow the wrong ones. And this is the beautiful gift of our faith. You know, the wise men, they had a desire and they had a star. We have something so much more. We've got the desires God's planted in our, in our heart and we have the sacraments that come to us through the church. The sacraments that we can see, that we can touch, that we can experience. We can experience in the sacrament of confession. The certainty in the experience of being forgiven and experiencing his mercy. It helps us reorientate ourselves that we're on the path again. And we have the sacrament of the Eucharist. Where we got the, the, the Magi, they were just able to fall down and to behold him. And then they left. We come and we get to behold and then to be held by him as we receive him. Every Mass is an oh my God encounter, experience, where he wants to reveal to us his love. And I think that the, what we know that the wise men, they left gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We're invited to this Mass to make a gift to Jesus. What is it that we will offer him? What is it that he wants for you? What is it he wants for me? He wants a humble, contrite heart. In the Psalms, it says, a humble, contrite heart I will not spurn. And so the wise men, they, they prostrated themselves. And so as we come to receive the Lord, you know, the church invites us you know, to, to bow, to give a reverent bow before we receive the Lord in the Eucharist. And we prostrate ourselves. And, and we echo the words of the Roman centurion with great humility and great faith. Lord, I am not worthy for you to enter under my roof. But only say the word and I shall be healed. The wise men entered into the humble dwellings of a manger and encountered the Savior. We come to church because God's given us a desire to be here. He pursues us so that we will pursue him. And we give him our humble heart and we let him enter underneath the humble roof of our hearts and our souls. And unlike the wise men, they left. And they left Christ behind. He burned in their hearts to some degree for sure. We get to for sure take him in our hearts as we leave. May this journey of epiphany this Feast of Epiphany reminds us of a God who pursues us, who loves us, who's given us signs that always call us back to him, and we may respond with great humility and generosity and faith. Amen?